Just like the guy whose feet are too big for his bed Nothing seems to fit Those raindrops are falling on my head They keep falling Welcome back to Quick Sticks, your source for Division One RMU men's and women's lacrosse. <clears throat> Just me today in terms of the host side, uh, Owen Kreps back with you. Finals week uh, has drove John Hanna and Nate Breisinger to head home a little bit early, um, but I do have a special guest here, um, a very interesting personality in terms of his career in not just lacrosse, not just Robert Morris, just athletics in general. He's a two-time NEC champion with RMU, four-time NEC academic award winner. Uh, he's an assist machine, 30, uh, 30 single season assists in one year, uh, and his whopping seventh year of academic eligibility. Uh, this dude's a former ice, ice hockey state champion. Um, welcome in Jimbo Slice, Jimmy Perkins. <laughs> Hi, Owen. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no worries. How are you doing overall, um, just with finals and things like that? Good, yeah. Being in my third degree now, things have yeah. slowed down a little bit uh, here for finals week. Just had uh, had one class left, so uh, you have one class left. Yeah. What uh, what's your majors again specifically? I mean, you got three of them, so. Yeah, I did uh, business management uh, for undergrad here at Robert Morris. Uh, I got my master's in real estate development at Utah, and then doing wow. the one year program here right now at, uh, at Robert yeah. Morris. Yeah, again, this is probably going to be our last episode of the year in terms of uh, the lacrosse podcast. So it's it's kind of fitting that we have you on um, that, you know, you have, you know, a lot to, to go over in terms of uh, what you've been through, um, not only academically, but obviously on the field. Um, the way the style of the show works is that we'll, we'll first, you know, we'll get to the game recaps and we'll get to your guys's game recaps real quick. All right, we're done because you guys have had a a pretty substantial amount of time off. Um, how has that been overall in terms of conditioning, things like that? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it was good for us. A um, little way, obviously, we, we've kind of started to find our stride here, um, getting some wins the last couple of weeks, and then kind of just uh, took some time to get back to our roots. We had a, a very competitive week, almost felt more like a, a fall ball week this last week. Um, a lot of competition stuff uh, ended up ended up scrimmaging uh, in our squad by the end of the week. And Kind of felt like a fall ball week, very competitive, and a, and a way to, to keep us focused uh, as we get ready to finish out the season here. Uh, you guys did add a game, though, against Syracuse. That'll be not this week, but next week. That'll be May 7th. Um, I believe that's the first time you guys are ever going to play Syracuse in you know, franchise history. What's that going to be like to get up for a big game like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we uh, as a program, I think that's one thing we, we do. We try to pride ourselves in is, is not really uh, focusing as much on the opponent. Um, try to try to focus on ourselves. But I mean, obviously, another opportunity for for us as a program, though, to continue to try to put ourselves on the map. Um, we want to play the best teams in the country on paper. And and uh, it's, it's always cool to, to add those types of games to the schedule. Absolutely. And we'll get to the Utah matchup later. Obviously, that's very important and drives home for you. Um, but women's lacrosse will recap them real quick. Uh, they won uh, on the 24th. Uh, 20 to 10 over over central Michigan. Uh, Melanie Gandy, I believe, had the all-time assist record broken. So I'm like, another crazy statistics uh, from those twins as well. Uh, that was super senior day. And then women's lacrosse clinched um, on the 28th yesterday uh, against Detroit Mercy. They clinched the MAC. They're in a conference this year. You guys are not. How strange has that been this year? Uh, yeah, it's definitely been a, a different different feeling uh obviously with my time at robert morris was always used to that but uh that was one thing that 
I personally had a little experience with compared to most guys. Um, I was an independent in the last two years when, when I did play at Utah and, um, mm-hmm. just a little different approach. I mean, you try not to focus, uh, too much. Obviously you normally have that, that opportunity to potentially get bailed out or turn out around your season and just get hot at the right time for us. It's a little bit more emphasis on every single game obviously matters for, for reaching your goal of making the NCAA tournament. But um, yeah, I think obviously we've, we've done a good job. We've had a, had a challenging schedule and just trying to take each, each game week to week and, and focus on that opponent that week. You can't really do much more than that um, playing as an independent. Absolutely. Um, and then before we move on from the, the women's lacrosse talk, uh, you know, relating to them, I asked this question. I've asked this question to everyone that's come on uh, from both teams. Um, you're starting a, a lacrosse team from scratch. You can pick. You can have both the Gandys or Ryan Smith. Who do you pick? Oh, uh, I might take some heat for that one, but I'm gonna take take Ryan. Uh, yeah, just see him, see him every day, and, and see what he's capable of as a player. Um, Absolutely, pretty- yeah. <laughs> and we'll, we'll get to you know what he he did a little bit later uh, this past week. Um, quick quick update on the uh, NCA rankings and MAC standings. Uh, obviously, women's lacrosse just clinched the MAC. They're eight and zero, perfect in that right now. Men's lacrosse is getting some votes. Um, in the NCAA, um, not ranked just yet, but, you know, getting some recognition there uh, overall. And then moving on to just news in general, um, Mackenzie Gandy and Colleen Tiff got some uh, MAC Player of the Week stuff, Offensive Player of the Week and Defensive Player of the Week, uh, respectively. Uh, and then, as you mentioned before, Men's Lacrosse added a game, Syracuse, May 7th on the road. And then the big news that came out yesterday or two days ago, Ryan Smith has been drafted in the Premier Lacrosse League. He goes to the uh, to Chaos LC on the fourth round, 30th overall. Um, what is that like to have a teammate go on to, you know, get such a high honor? And then the, he's already been drafted in the NLL too. This is a completely yeah. different story, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, I think it's awesome. I, uh, it's just another way to to put the program on the map um, from, from a national scale. And, I mean, being the first first player from our program to get drafted to the PLL, it's, it's quite the honor and, and very well deserved by Ryan. But, Hopefully it kind of opens the gates for, for more Absolutely, guys that yeah. play, play in our, uh, in our colors down the road. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, we'll move on to, to just the, your, your lacrosse career um, because there's a lot to digest there. Um, first and foremost, we'll, we'll do the up next section up next women's lacrosse May 1st on the road versus Youngstown men's lacrosse May 1st on the road against Utah. What is that going to be like to head back there um, as a visitor for the first time? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely a cool experience. I have a lot of good friends and, and family uh, relationships that I've created out there. Um, so it'd be, it'd be great to play there and, and see old teammates. But at the end of the day, it's it's another game. Um, can't really focus too much on that stuff and got to be focused on, on our guys and, and ourselves. Um, just put out the best product that we can on the field. Um, we'll get to this a little bit later, but like going from pittsburgh to utah what was the decision on that just to go hey let's go utah i want why yeah. why utah? it's the you know it's mount up in the mountains and things like that yes uh, i mean just being from pittsburgh growing up in pittsburgh and um never really leaving here it was just kind of it was a way obviously you can't play lacrosse forever um i've managed to kind of milk out as long as you yeah. can collegiately yeah. But, um yeah, I was just kind of faced with that decision um, once I finished my undergraduate degree and, and knowing that I would have two years of eligibility, just kind of wanted to use school as an opportunity to, to get out of Pittsburgh um, school in lacrosse. And, and I really wanted to head out west and, and somewhere new. And that was one of the, the programs out there. And that was the furthest west team. And it's a beautiful campus and, uh, and a fun place to, to play, but happy to be back. Is there any uh, 
differences in like altitude in terms of like does it is it is the myth true i've never been like you know up there is it is it true that it like affects your breathing and things like that a little bit yeah i mean you you notice it uh here and there especially we got to denver too play play yeah. you, you feel it a little bit but honestly didn't didn't feel it as much this year uh with the impact out in the air force and stuff but it's nothing too crazy but you do do feel it a little bit here and there so just to to break down the kind of the timeline what exactly has prompted you to, what's the actual like minutia in terms of how you've been able to play seven years it was injuries covid like what what is the exact ramifications on that yeah so uh just taking you through obviously my uh starting at robert morris my my first year had a knee injury um held me out of the spring uh so i was able to get my first medical red shirt um since i hadn't stepped foot on the field and an outside competition and then following year came back rehab from my knee and then actually got sports hernia um developed that had surgery for that and that held me out of the entire spring. So that was how I got my two medical red shirts. Um, so technically my junior season at Robert Morris was really like my freshman year. And then mm-hmm. uh, obviously the last year at, at Utah was just kind of a, a rare circumstance with, with COVID happening and everything and gave everyone their eligibility back and was fortunate enough, um, was planning on staying out there for work and whatnot. Things fell through and um, was planning on moving back to Pittsburgh. And, and uh, so I reached out to coach, obviously another opportunity to, to try to keep playing this game um, that I love. And luckily coach was fully on board with, with having me back and being a part of the program and super grateful for that opportunity. And it's, uh, it's been quite the ride and really enjoyed getting one last year here back at Robert Morris this year. Yeah, absolutely. Your first year was 2014. Um, I was a freshman in high school in 2014. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, Adam Chera Lambides. I don't know if I'm saying that right. He's yeah, the only right. other. Yeah. Yeah. He's the only other Division One men's lacrosse player that has gone seven years. Have you? I'm curious. Have you ever reached out to him or anything yes, like that? Uh, yeah. I actually I didn't really know him too much on a on a personal level. Obviously, he's he's a great player and very uh, very accomplished um, on the field. And it was kind of funny. I think over us both getting a lot of a lot of heat for being in our seventh years. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of jokes. Uh, we had reached out to each other and kind of just laugh about it a little bit, but he was in a similar the two injuries and then getting the COVID year last year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, let's, let's go back to the beginning um, and just, you know, kind of just start through your, your athletic career. Um, when did you start playing lacrosse um, when you were a kid? When did you pick up the sticks? You're from Pittsburgh, not Maryland, where every lacrosse player seems to be from or Ontario. Um yeah, when, when did you start playing? And I, I know you. I mentioned like you played hockey as well. Did you play any other sports growing up? Things like that. Yeah, so I kind of kind of was one of those situations where you really try everything growing up. Uh, played a lot of when I was younger, primarily focused on baseball and football, and I had tried lacrosse. Um, I want to say in like fourth or fifth grade, uh, but was really into baseball at the time, and then um, decided to start playing hockey. Uh, being five feet tall wasn't really the (laughs) football really wasn't meant for me um so I I picked up hockey like full-time in seventh grade and that kind of forced me out of baseball a little with with hockey being year-round couldn't play travel baseball and gave lacrosse another shot and just fell in love with both of them and and ended up sticking with those two all the way through for it but I'd say probably committed to them both hockey and lacrosse in around seventh grade but I had tried uh tried lacrosse a little bit before that and you're local you can't you're from Pittsburgh um what what was your uh, 
thoughts on RMU before you were even recruited, things like that? Like what, uh, do you ever like attend like a lacrosse game when you were a kid or, or like a football game, an army football game or army hockey game? What was your relationship like with the campus before, you know, you spent all these years here? Yeah. So it was, uh, it was pretty cool, obviously like growing up and everything. This was really lucky. I mean, not, not a lot of kids with lacrosse, like outside of, like you say, like Maryland and New York and those places, you don't really always, you're not as lucky to have a, a division one lacrosse team in your backyard. And being from Quaker Valley and in the Swickley area, I was able to 10 minute drive, drive over to campus and, and watch that team all the time in middle school. And it was, uh, it was pretty awesome. Definitely inspires you and gives you people to look up to. I remember watching guys like Kyle Matisse and Kyle Buchanan back in the day, like just, just watching those guys. And they really started putting Robert Morris on the map. So it was, uh, it was mm -hmm. pretty, was really familiar with that. Went to a lot of camps and, and every opportunity I could to, to get over there and learn from those guys growing up. When was the first time you ever stepped foot on on the field uh, for on a uh, Joe Walton? Did you ever like play there for like a camp or anything like uh, that? Yeah, and you, and, and yeah, and you visualize them like I could play here someday. <laughs> it was always a it was always a goal to, to play Division One lacrosse. Uh, it was kind of unique how I ended up there in the first place. But in in ninth grade, yeah, I started going to the, their camps back when cool. Bear Davis was the coach and Coach McMinn was was just starting off there and. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's how that's I first, first step foot there. Um, one one thing that I'm always interested in is uh, jersey numbers. Why number four? Uh, so growing up, I was always a huge, huge fan of Billy Bitter. Uh, he's my favorite player. He played attack at, at North Carolina, and that was a game that I got to luckily watch in, like, seventh grade here. I remember mm -hmm. North Carolina came to, came to town and got his autograph at the game and everything. Oh. Kind of like one of those guys you look up to and – so that's why I went with number four and, and it stuck with it all the way through from high school all the way through college. Cool. Um, if you weren't number four, what would you be? 51. <laughs> what was that? I just, I just picked it. I wanted to do something different and uh, pick a, just something different this year. So I, uh, I would go with seven, the years you've been here or not here, but yeah. Um, so I, uh, you know, reading this article, I just you know, doing some research on Inside the Cross. They did a nice piece on you um, about your seventh year. Um, you met, they mentioned that you were supposed to walk on uh, Division Three Lake Erie College um, for lacrosse originally. When did when did RMU enter the picture? And when were you like, oh no, I need to go there instead of you know Division yeah. Three school? Yeah, so like I'd said, uh, I was always interested, and in, in that was the goal, was to play Division One lacrosse. Um, had a really good opportunity to, to go to Lake Erie and um, was committed there for a bit, and then it was actually my last week of high school. Um, Coach Muraski had, had worked with Lone Away and was an alumni of, of Robert Morris, and I had met him through actually going to the camps and stuff in the summer, and I had just reached out to him in the fall, actually, and just said, like, if there was any opportunity walking on at Robert Morris, if they, they needed, had any spots, and he said he would reach out, but uh, and got back, and it wasn't really wasn't really the right time. And then just after the after the high school season, I had about a week left um, in high school, and I remember Coach McMahon reaching out and Robbie, and they were like, "Hey, uh, we uh, we actually have some spots open if you'd be interested in, in trying to walk on at Robert Morris." So um, luckily, it worked out, and Coach Morasti ended up uh, taking an opening and got to be my coach there, and it was uh, pretty cool to play for him. Um, for my, my first four years there as well. So really lucky the way things worked out, but uh, worked out for the best. So this all started from you just, what, emailing, calling, texting someone, being like, hey, do you have any spots? And, <laughs> yeah. You know, wow, that's that's really, yeah, that's uh, 
influential. Um, <laughs> going back to your high school days, I'm, I'm curious, did you ever play against any uh, teammates, any other players you played against in the NEC or, you know, in the A-Sun? That's not a thing yet, yeah. but did you ever play against, like, any uh, opponents or, or teammates when you were in high school or, you know, travel teams, things like that? Yeah, not not a ton, obviously, being uh, at Quaker Valley. It was a small school, and we were actually used to be Division One and Division Two in the Pittsburgh area. Uh, kind of split up. So a lot of the guys that were going on to play division one lacrosse uh, were mostly from the division one ranks um, from the Whippeal. And, um, but I did, uh, it was a little earlier on in my career, but I got to play against who's now become a good friend of mine uh, is Andy Dimache. Uh He was like kind of the first guy to come from division two and ended up going to Marquette and making a name for himself there. Um, so I was lucky, got to play against him once or twice in my, my earlier days, but um but yeah, he uh, he graduated on time and was out. Yeah, of yeah he's, he's he's on the yeah. Um, one thing that they keep mentioning in this article and that I, I've seen from you know I'm not a lacrosse guru by any means, but still just watching you play, you know your work ethic is probably your best attribute. Um, do you think that really speaks to you know the way that you play is your work ethic and you know as you mentioned being able to crawl your way in uh, from walk off to being playing seven years of division one lacrosse now um do you think that speaks speaks attributes to the way you play yeah yeah i mean it, it's it's always great hearing those things and some that i i take pride in and it's more important than putting the ball in the back of the net at the end of the day is, is what type of player and, and person you are and i always just kind of tried to take pride in that i wasn't always the best player or most talented player um growing up and just had to take pride in work ethic and there's always ways to, to help your team, whether it's ground balls or ride backs and stuff that you can make an impact when, when you're not scoring goals. So always tried to keep that with me, um, no matter where I was in my career and um, something that you can control. It doesn't really take a whole lot of skill um, to be able to, to get a ground ball and, and, and work and ride on attack. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely agree with, with that, especially not, not even just on men's lacrosse, but, you know, every team at Robert Morris, and that's something that I'm, you know, proud to be a colonial with is they take a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, uh, chances on the, the late bloomers. You know, Ryan Smith was four foot ten when he was entering high school. Like, you know, a lot of players like Lexi Templeman of the women's hockey team. She's, I think, five foot one and she's, you know, doing all the things that she's doing. Um, have you noticed that in your in your years at RMU, the colonial culture of just, you know, not giving up on players and letting them go seven years um, and, yeah. you know do what they end up doing on the field yeah yeah i think i think coach mcmahon does a great job of that um obviously like you're when you're competing with those acc or big 10 schools they might be the first ones to land those big time recruits so to speak and i think that just speaks volumes to him as a coach of finding ways to find those guys that are diamonds in the rough or, or late bloomers and take pride in working hard because i think that's that's something that he's been able to create and the program's been able to create is that that effort and an attitude in the culture and just focusing on taking in the right people and, and not always the most talented guys and do a good job developing them once you're here. Yeah. You mentioned Andrew McMahon. That was my next question. Just how, inf how influential and impactful has he been? I know my interview with Ryan Smith, he, he continued to bring up his name, um, not just as a good coach, but as a good person that motivated, you know, and one of the best out of his players. I've never even talked to him. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest there. I've never been able to interview him. Um, but I'm assuming he's, you know, a great guy and a great motivator, is he not? Yeah, no, he's he's a great coach. I mean, he's he's wouldn't really want to I wouldn't really want to play for anyone else. I mean, he's he gives you all the freedom in the world as a player and, and you can't really ask for more than that. But he's he's an awesome guy on uh, off the field as well. 
it's been it's been kind of cool when you're younger and you're a freshman you might be a little intimidated and and whatnot but you actually realize how funny and, and laid back he can be off the field as you get older and he's just a great guy it's been it's been awesome seeing him grow as a coach too especially since uh since he's become a dad and created a family of his own um too you could just see uh he's, he's gotten even better as a coach i think um with some of the ways like he just changed stuff being a dad and whatnot but uh changes your perspective and outlook on things but yeah just always kind of it's great plan for him too it just sets you up a lot for further in life right like just giving you that attitude and when things aren't going your way what are you going to do about it right and it doesn't really allow room for a lot of excuses and, and has created a great culture here wouldn't really wouldn't want to play for anyone else yeah absolutely um kind of along those same lines pretty much same question but with your teammates um how what teammates have been the most impactful in your opinion at Robert Morris or at Utah um and you know what I mean you are captain at Utah um what uh what are you know what are the good leadership qualities that that some particular players have at RMU or Utah for that matter yeah it's pretty it's a tough question I mean I, I think that's one thing that we take pride in at Robert Morris is not having that like when you come in as a freshman, there's literally zero divide or between classes and, and nothing. No one's looking down on anyone. They, they really do believe in equality here. And I think so just starting with that, that senior class, Luke Magnin, Jake Rue, Michael Seidel, those guys my freshman year, just making us all feel welcomed. Um, and it probably started longer, much longer before they, uh, they got there too. And I think that's just something that gets paid and passed down down the road, but yeah, just just thinking back, it's it's kind of hard because I've had a lot of a lot of great teammates at uh, Robert Morris, and I think that just speaks volumes to to the program and culture that guys have everyone that's been a part of the program has, has tried to create over the last couple of years, and and the philosophies and and ideas and core values that Coach McMinn's instilled in everyone. I'll rephrase that then. Um, if you can play with one player for the rest of your lacrosse career, wherever oh. you go. Which which player do you think you feel as if you have the best chemistry with, and like, oh, we can just tear up teams? Oh man, uh, it's uh, are you going talent wise? I think I, just, it, it's up to you in terms <laughs> yeah. of like who, which player have I played with in the past that I would love to play for the rest of my life with? Yeah, I, I think uh, I would love to continue to play with Ryan. Um, just great. He really opens up the field for for everyone else and takes away a lot of the attention that you, that you, yeah. you and, and the other teammates. And uh, it's been really fun getting to play with him again uh, this year and just seeing how much he's grown as a player. Obviously, didn't play with him for those two years after and got to be around him a lot in his younger days playing and just see how much more of a beast he's become over the, the last couple of years. Yeah, beast. Yeah, that's a very <laughs> fitting word. Um, you know, just going off of the teammates thing, um, I always try and incorporate a little, like, cringy little segment and these podcasts, whether it's, you know, five quick questions, things like that. Uh, I'm, I'm bringing back one that I did for the women's and men's lacrosse podcast. And I'm going to quiz you on nicknames for the teams because you're Jimbo Slice, right? Yeah. That's your, your nickname. <laughs> what we're going to do real quick uh, before the end here, we're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name a player on the RMU men's lacrosse team. And you're going to tell me what their nickname is. If they, have, if they don't have one, you can just say pass or whatever. Yeah. Let me know when you're ready. All right, go ahead. <laughs> All right, Ryan Smith. Smithers. Smithers. Jake Boudreau. Bowie. Bowie. Corson Keeley. Course. <laughs> Course. These are creative. Um, who else can we do? Taggart Clark. Uh, 
not creative, but tags. tags. <laughs> what are what are the creative ones? Andrew McMahon, does he have one? Uh, <laughs> um, not not really. I mean, maybe a little inside joke. I might take some heat for this, but some guys, not to his face, but guys will call him Schoolboy Drew. <laughs> oh, is there a story behind that or no? No, just uh, just I think Mitch Wales started calling it that uh, oh. a little while ago. So that was. Um, last one, Liam Rosenthal. Uh, Rosie. Rosie. Any? Is there any ones that I I didn't get there? I'm like, oh, uh, this player is whatever. No, I. It's hard to think off the top of my head. I mean, a lot of your names end up being incorporated off of just the same thing, but shortened. Yeah. <laughs> just trying to find ways to to shorten guys' names. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I well, wish you the best of luck. Obviously, you got two games left now. Um, well, who knows with you, you may come back for another year or something like that. Um, Syracuse in Utah, Utah first, uh, 11 AM, technically mountain time, but 1 PM here on the East coast. Uh, that's May 1st, also May 1st women's lacrosse plays Youngstown state. Uh, Jimmy, thanks for, for, for joining us. Um, probably the last episode here. Uh, I finished my finals up yesterday. Um, my co-hosts are packing and moving right now, so that's why they're not here, but yeah, it's been a crazy semester. Yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate you having me on and, and thank you guys for, for doing what you do.